So was part of this networking group, kind of a, hey, informal group that we meet once a month. And I'd been going to that group for years, probably close to a decade. And one time somebody came up to me and they're like, hey, James, you're pretty cool. How, what are your thoughts on being on the board for this thing? And I thought, hey, that sounds kind of cool, you know, big resume builder, whatever. I can meet some people, rub shoulders with all the important people in Madison. Sounds like a good thing. So I said, yes. And eventually, over the course of a few years, I ended up becoming president. And it was a terrible decision. The reason it was a terrible decision was because I spent hundreds, if not thousands of hours trying to get stuff done with this board. And the board wasn't exactly moving very well. The group ended up folding under my watch during the pandemic. And so I still feel guilty about that. So today we're going to talk about the power of no and how it can actually help you. Welcome to Diary of a Worthy Pursuit. Where we teach you how to get what you truly want in life and business. I hear you on that guilt. It is so hard sometimes when you feel like, oh, I should be doing something or this should be further along that then sometimes we just have to realize like enough is enough. Yeah. So how did you come to that decision? Uh, to close it up or yeah. to, um, that, I don't know if that was necessarily mine because okay. I tried. So pandemic, we would meet in person. Mm -hmm. So pandemic, I wasn't around. That was challenging yeah. to meet in person. Right. So we went to Zoom. Right, which boo, yeah. <laughs> right? Not the same at all, mm -hmm. especially for a group that relies on people shaking hands and rubbing yeah. elbows and stuff like that. Uh, that's where you meet people, deals get made, all that jazz. So on Zoom, that's a different story because you have, whatever, 30, 40 people and one person's talking instead of 30, 40 people and 15 are talking. Yeah. So it's a different story. Right. And I tried, we would, uh, it would happen over lunch. So lunch would be served at whatever venue we were at. And so then I tried to have people, because I wanted to help the restaurant that we had a contract with. So I had people where they could pick up their lunch at the restaurant. But that restaurant was one place, not necessarily near yeah. where they were working, their office or house or wherever they were working. So it was one of those, like, you're just grasping to try to keep this mm -hmm. thing alive. And then you realize, like, what is the, if all goes well, what will be the end result? Right. And it's not necessarily a positive thing. Mm -hmm. The end result is you're still going to be on this board. You're going to still be dinking around with people on the board that aren't exactly pulling their weight. And it's going to be taking a lot of your time. Yeah, well, I think that's the key piece, too, is the time. You know, so often we find ourselves putting time into things that we either feel like we should or we did it because we've been there for so long, so we feel like yeah. we can't back out. There's an obligation. Right. True or not. Yeah, whether it's self-imposed or otherwise. Yeah, right. yeah. And then we end up stuck in a place where we know doesn't align with where we're going, but somehow we have to negotiate our way out of that. Yeah. And first, recognizing that one, it doesn't serve you anymore, and then two, getting your way out of it mm -hmm. can be really hard. Yeah. I remember when I was on that board, we were trying to recruit additional people for the board, and I remember hearing no from people. Mm. And my first thought was, how can you say no to this? Yeah. And then over the course of a few months or years, then I learned, like, I totally see why you said no Right, right. But you bring up another good point. So those people that you were asking were probably looking at everything else that was going on in their lives, right? So we've got the time commitment, but then mm -hmm. we've got all the other projects and stuff that we're doing. Yeah, they're so, aware. Yeah. But the, the idea that, like, I only have 168 hours in a week just like you do, but how I spend my time is very different. So am I going to allow someone else to fill it or mm -hmm. am I going to intentionally fill it with what I want? So I think we do this with our time, but we also do this with projects. Totally. You know, 
so someone might come to you with an opportunity early on in your business and you might be like, yep, that sounds great. Yes to that. Oh, there's another one over there. Cool. Yes to that. Yes to that. And you keep just gathering all these yes opportunities because you feel like I need to be doing something, mm -hmm. you know, especially early on in your business. And that's where I am. So I guess that's where I'm, oh, yeah. I'm referencing my experience. But then after you've been in it a while, you are able to pick up your head and look and be like, well, that one wasn't a really good fit. And I probably should have said no here because of this, this, and this. And maybe this one over here, this wasn't the best fit for the time it came. Mm -hmm. That would have been better three years down the road, five years down the road, whatever. So having a filter really helps. But I think in the beginning, you just feel like you have to say yes to everything. Right. And then you end up with a plate that you didn't make for yourself, right? It's right. like it's like when I make a plate for my six-year-old and I set it down in front of him, he's like, I don't want green bean casserole. What are you giving me? <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of activity versus accomplishment. Yeah, exactly. I remember looking at my calendar shortly after I started my business. And it was all these networking events and you're going mm -hmm. to all these classes and stuff like that. Yeah. And though you could learn stuff, there wasn't a direct or even a very close indirect exchange of money. Yeah. So I wasn't getting anything. I wasn't producing. Right. What's the return? To stay in business, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you could say, hey, you're planting seeds, James. Right. And down the road, you can reap those. But I was like, well, rent is due today. Uh -huh. <laughs> so <laughs> exactly. I got to at least be able to produce some plants here to knock out rent today. And then you can also have seeds long term. Yeah. But I remember looking at my calendar thinking like every single day, right? Five days a week up to seven, eight o'clock at night. I got stuff going on where I'm trying to sell and rub elbows and stuff like mm -hmm. that, but it's not a light switch. Yeah. And it's not practical. No. Because then when somebody came and I actually, there was uh, potential for money, I was busy. Yeah. Stuff is scheduled. I got to go to this networking event, right? Uh -huh. To try to get exactly what you're offering me right now. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, so what I think is interesting about that and one of our tips for you first on how to say no is first just understand why are you saying yes? Mm-hmm. You know, are you saying yes because you feel like you should? Is it something inside of you? Or are you saying yes because you don't want to disappoint someone else, right? We have this people pleaser mentality kind of built into us of like, mm -hmm. especially when we're young, oh, you have to listen, you have to sit quietly in church, you don't make a ruckus when you're in the store, whatever all these things are, right? And so like you asking people for the board or when you were asked for the board, if you would have said no, you probably would have felt this dissonance of like, oh, well, I let them down and I can't do that. Yeah, I felt like I owed them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we have this people-pleasing mentality. And first, I think the important thing is to say, am I saying yes for me or am I saying yes to not disappoint you? Right. Yeah. I guess in the case of this board, I've been going for so long. And you pay your dues, whatever. Right. And you, I mean, show up so that they actually, it's not an empty room, right? Mm -hmm. So there's value there. And I guess I was doing that stuff, helping out here and there, but I felt like it was a way to give back on a larger scale. So I thought, sure, yeah. yeah. But I didn't know, because when they, when they sell you, it's like, hey, it's only an hour a month. Right. I'm like, oh, only an hour a month? Can you spare uh -huh. an hour a month? Sure. Right. No problem. It's way more than an hour mm -hmm. a month. Well, and, and to be fair, I think you bring up a really good point, is that we get this guilt of, I want to give back. I want to be of service to other people. I don't want to be wrapped up in only my own crap, right? Mm -hmm. But then this other idea of, well, what does you spending an hour ballooning into 10 hours a month right. take you away from, mm -hmm. right? So how does say no is really also important of every yes comes at the opportunity cost Absolutely. of 15 other no's, right? At the, least. The yeah. example that I love using is I've set a boundary of I don't do networking 
well, now it's after 3 p.m. because I pick up my kids, but my yes to an event after 3 p.m. is a no to my husband. All right. Because then he's got to, it's a no for him to work because then he's got to come home mm-hmm. from work to make it there to take care of the kids so I can go do this thing. Mm-hmm. So it's not just what that yes means to me and all my other no's, right? Like if I'm going to go to this networking event, it means I'm not going to maybe put my kids to bed. It also means I'm not going to catch up on Netflix. I'm not going to have dinner with my husband, you know, all these other things, maybe not do the laundry, but it also could be a no for somebody else right? and what, how that impacts others. Yeah. So if you say yes, I remember signing up for a uh, Tony Robbins event. Yeah. That was seven days. Mm. And I signed up for it thinking, no problem. I looked at my calendar and it was clear. We're cool. Yeah. Right? This is pre-kid. And I told my wife, hey, I signed up for this thing. And her first response, I think, was, who's going to walk the dog? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you? Yeah, right? <laughs> right? So that it made me realize, like, oh, I signed up for this thing, but then that means that I've essentially forcefully signed you up for taking care of the dog in the morning. Right. Where I would normally take care of the dog in the morning. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you had all these things that weren't necessarily on your calendar. But it's just life. But it totally is. But in our business, to pull back to the example that you said earlier, saying yes to networking means not having opportunities for client calls, for discovery calls, for prospect calls, whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. I struggled with the same thing where I was like, I'm just going to fill my calendar with all these networking events and go so people know I'm here. And certainly you need to do some of that, Mm -hmm. right? You need to let people know that you're in business. But what am I going to do my marketing? When am I going to like post for social media? When am I going to look at my numbers? When am I going to do my sales calls? All of these other things that can't happen when I'm not at my desk in my office. Right. Yeah, it's challenging. Yeah. And I remember being in sales training, and I think I was in there, I don't remember, three years, something like that. And the guy had, I think he was raising his rates, the monthly nut that you pay. Sure. And every time somebody raises their rates, you're like, do I want this? Mm -hmm. Do I need this? And I look back at how much time I was investing in that class, and I thought, you know, I've been at this class a lot, and it's starting to get to the point where it's been recycled at least four times. Mm. I'm hearing the same stuff. Yeah. So I should already know this. And then I thought, well, if you didn't go to the class, what would you do? Like, I'd spend that time selling. I'd actually be out there making the calls or knocking on the Mm -hmm. doors, using the skills that I'm in this class to learn. Yeah. I'm not learning sales skills just to learn sales skills. I'm learning right. sales skills to actually make sales. Right. So I'm like, oh. So then say like, hey, we're not going to renew and then go make some sales. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting how if you went to raise rates or whatever, I would have just gone to the class, right? Right. I'm learning sales <laughs> without actually making any sales. Right. So opportunity cost is a huge, huge thing to mm-hmm. pay attention to when you're looking at sales. Yeah. Another one is uh, how does... How does this yes or no, whatever's in front of you, align with your values? Mm. So we talk about this a lot, but one of the things that I do with folks is say, you know, whenever something comes to you, you have to filter it through what your values are. So if you say, you know, your your family is first and then it's your business and then it's your health or, or whatever these things are, then, you know, how does that align when someone's like, hey, can you watch my dog for me for a week? It's like, sure, I want to be helpful. Sure, I don't want to say no to you, but... Uh-huh. What does that mean to these other areas of my life? Like if I'm watching your dog, does that mean I get to go for a run in the morning? Yeah, maybe yes, maybe no. Does that mean that like I don't get to spend time with my kids because I'm busy with your dog? You know, whatever mm-hmm. those things are. So those might all be, yeah, it's fine for a week. It's a short-term thing. But I have to pay attention to how does this yes impact 
my values. So I think it's really important to know what your values are mm -hmm. so that you have that filter when you're saying yes or no. What do you want your life to be like and saying yes to that right. thing? Is that going to get too much in the way? Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. What's your carpet going to be like? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Random fair. dog in your house. Is that is that fair question to ask? What are your dog's potty training skills? I don't for a week. I think that's a fair question. Yeah. I mean, if it's so. an hour or whatever, you can play right. with them outside, whatever. But a week? Can your dog make it through the night? Yeah. How does it sleep? Right. Where does it sleep? <gasps> fair. I really value my sleep. So yeah. if that dog's not sleeping, that's probably going to be a no. Is it, if I have a chewed up remote, is that going to be like, oh, that's a thing? Or is it yeah. going to be like, let me get you another remote? Yeah. Or something like that. I say that because we had our dog chew one thing in 13 years. <laughs> it was a remote. It was a remote, yeah. Which is not, oh, it's not the end of the world. Right. But it's just one of those, like, I think she was six when she did it. That's right. And you never chew anything. Right. We leave stuff out. My kid, oh my gosh. He'll be half done with his... I swear to God, you could leave a half-eaten steak on the little table next to the chair, and she wouldn't touch it. That's impressive. Yeah, she's a great dog. Cause she, yeah. I mean, she, we just, she's smart is what it comes down to. Yeah. I would love to say I'm a dog trainer. <laughs> she's an incredibly smart dog. Yeah. And she just knows where the boundaries are and all that kind of stuff. That's but awesome. Whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened with the remote, but whatever. <laughs> Maybe another dog snuck in there and chewed it. Yeah, right. She couldn't bark loud enough. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> whatever it was. All right. So let's say you're, you're evaluating an opportunity that's in front of you, business, personal, otherwise. Yeah. And you decide, okay, this is a no. Okay. You know, there's somebody who even actually says, if it's not a heck yes, it's a no. Yeah. So you know you should say no. Mm -hmm. Now how do you go about doing that? So let's say a board opportunity came back up. One of the things I teach my clients is the power of the positive no. So if you've ever been a manager or given your kid feedback, it's this idea of the sandwich. It's oh, the, yeah, the, the sandwich. good, the bad, the good, mm -hmm. right? So like you might give feedback, here's something you're doing really well, here's what I want you to work on. You reinforce that, hey, you're still working, you're doing a good job. Mm -hmm. Same thing with saying no to something, especially when it's to someone. So if someone asked me to be on a board, I might say, you know, I really love what your organization is doing. I really support and believe you guys are making an impact. I can't right now, based on the season of life I am in and the other commitments I have, you know, let's talk about the kind of person that would really serve your organization well. And I'll try to come up with a couple other ideas because oh. I believe what you're doing is really important. Interesting. Right? I have heard that. The whole season of life thing. Yeah. So many times <laughs> when I was trying to get people on this board. It's yeah. Not my season of life. It's yeah. almost comical. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, just tell me no. <laughs> it's not you, it's me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the total, it's the dating <laughs> thing for boards. It's not you, it's me, which is true, right? Because if I'm running to my kid's soccer game at 3 p.m. or if I really only have six hours in a work day mm -hmm. based on what's going on, I truly don't have time in the seasonal life to add right. five more. I'm not, I'm not dissing <laughs> that at all, but it's relevancy is huge. And right. so I think too many times we feel like we have to do it all when we realize, oh, we should just pay more attention to things we say yes to. Yeah, what was that psychological experiment they had where people were cutting in line? And if they said, if they gave a reason why they had to cut in line, People are less apt to say, no, you can't. Oh. So say, hey, do you mind? I think they had a copier or something like that mm. back when people actually had copiers. And the guy was cutting in line. He's like, hey, do you mind if I just step in front of you? I got to make this really quick. And they would come up with some. And they would find that the reason even wasn't like 
you know, my grandma's dying and she needs this copy. Yeah. It's just like, do you mind if I need, if I make this copy? Cause I need to make this copy really quick or yeah. something. And just like, what? Everybody needs to make their copy quick. Right. That's why we're in line. But if they would say, because they were more apt to not have any pushback. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. It was bizarre. It's all psychology. Bizarre. Man. Yeah. We as humans want to be helpful. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So it was interesting because Somebody could have said, no, right. get to the back, buddy. Yeah. That's the I, whole I point of lines. I have too, because. Yeah. Yeah. But we can leverage this in the same way to negotiate out of things, mm -hmm. right? So you might look at your calendar. I, I use this example, and a God lover, but a good friend of mine uh, is in, has a big job at a healthcare organization down south, and she's got two girls who are active in a bunch of things, and she's trying to work on her health. And, oh, yeah, she decided to chair the PTO and be, you know, room co-parent and all of these things. And I was like, so where's that going to fit? Oh. Where are you going to spend time on that? And so the thing that I've been coaching her on is, okay, you committed to this. It's not that you don't believe the organization isn't doing good things, but it's that you don't physically have the time anymore. So once you identify, maybe here are the things that I already said yes to that I really need to turn around and say no to, mm -hmm. you, you, you can use the same power of no, but then you just have to say, maybe I'll, I'll help you find somebody or let's work on a transition plan or something like that. Yeah. Because there are plenty of things that we've said yes to that now the circumstances have changed and really we should change our answer. Right. Yeah, it's always interesting the energy that it takes for somebody to ask you something versus the energy you have to spend if you say yes to that. Mm -hmm. So do you want to be on a board? Takes seconds right. of their energy. But if you say yes, you just devoted years of your mm -hmm. life <laughs> to this board, good or bad. Yeah, well, and I think that that lends itself to take whatever, you, whatever time you think that commitment is going to take and take it times three, four, five, well, ten, least, yeah. right? Because you don't, you don't really know until you get into it what it's going to take. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, um, yeah, especially with boards. Holy yeah, cow, right? that's brutal. But you raise an interesting point with the values thing. Can you go more into that? Because I want, me, I was thinking about that with the board. Mm -hmm. It was a group that I believed in. Yeah. Or believed, I believe it existed, right? I believed, yeah. uh, I like what they did. Yeah. I like what they stood for. I like the, what I learned from them. Mm -hmm. I love the people that I met there. So everything was like, you need to keep this going. And if you being on the board is something that helps keep it going, that aligns with my values. Yeah. Uh, but on the flip side, from a timing point of view, it was brutal. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't one of those groups where you could just be like, hey, how about instead of my time, I just give you money? Yeah, like charities, mm -hmm. you know, like rather than showing up and volunteering at the shelter, yeah. you know, go buy some dog food yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I hear you. Boards are a really tough one. And I think the the way that I've worked around it is said, you know, is there a project that, oh, you know, like a one time thing, a one time thing or a, hey, the holiday party is coming up. How about I go look for some silent auction items that I can help get in the silent auction because I know that that's going to save you two hours. Oh my that, gosh, yeah, that would right? be way better. So finding little nut, little wins for them, I think, to give them back time, especially if it's someone who's on the board who's trying to get off and save their time, <laughs> right. be like, I see you, mm -hmm. you want more time, let me help you save a little bit over here. And so it's like a, a no but. All right. Yeah, that can be helpful too. All right. If you believe in the organization. So for example, I'm on a networking groups events committee. Okay. Uh, I believe in the group. I've gotten business from the group. It is, nice. it's, it's a really nice group. I really appreciate their helping me grow my business. So that's wonderful. 
But rather than being on the board, I go to a half hour meeting once a month and then three times a year I have to find a silent auction item and you know, then I go to the party. All right. So that's really great and it's not it's not taking up the strategic brain power mm-hmm. of me to, to say, I need to think about it at a high level five hours a week where this is going. It's more of a mm-hmm. I might spend an hour a month because of the committee. Yeah, you raise a very good point there because it's not just time, it's the energy. Yeah, the mental so energy. Decision making and organizing and strategizing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That you have a finite level. Right. So if you're spending it on that, you're not spending it necessarily on your business or family or whatever else is important to you. Well, and that's the kind of stuff that I feel like pops up when you're doing something else. Mm-hmm. So like those little things of, oh yeah, I told so-and-so that I would do that thing. That's what comes up when I'm like at dinner with my kids oh. or at night before I go to bed. It's that little like, don't forget. Right. And then you have to capture it and go do it. Mm-hmm. So if I want to be present, that's the stuff that eats at me usually. Right. So yeah, the mental energy piece, I'm glad you brought that up. It's huge. And I also, didn't think about it. <laughs> but think about also then the, the time around it, right? So you had that board meeting. You know, they were a South Madison thing and you live in a, a suburb of Madison, mm-hmm. right? So you've got travel mm-hmm. to and from that thing. You've got preparation. You've got any emails you've got to send, especially if you're on the board. You've got to plan the meetings. You've got to think strategically about where you're headed, right? There's so much time outside of the meeting itself. Yeah. There's a lot of management. Yeah. And I don't consider myself necessarily a good manager of people. I'm a good manager of me. And I can help other people that are driven and stuff like that. Mm. but employees or board members just not my forte yeah well and maybe that's another really great point is knowing your own strengths mm-hmm. and then using that not as your excuse but as your i'm really good at managing things <laughs> so yes. let me have a thing to manage right. let me have the holiday party somebody asked not the board I, i'm just imagining somebody's like hey do you want to be on the board and like no i'm terrible at managing people <laughs> <laughs> not incorrect so instead of it's not my season. Right. <laughs> it's just honesty. Yeah, you know? I suppose that's that's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. The most frustrating part of that experience and even being a manager of employees is when I just had this uh, yesterday into today. You tell them, in this case employees, this is the plan. Mm. 9.30 this, you're doing that. 10.30 you're doing that when they're mm-hmm. done with that thing. 11.30 you're doing this. All has to do specifically with training. Mm-hmm. And I get an email that says, from an employee, it says, I did this today. And it was not followed James's plan. <laughs> oh, no. And so it's one of those, like, I'm going to be gone Thursday and Friday. Yeah. And so I'm trying to get all these things in place. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm playing chess with pieces that are walking on their own. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's <laughs> a really great analogy. Yeah, because I was, I was joking with my wife. Like, I remember Command & Conquer, the video game. Okay. I don't know if you ever played no. it. It was, you were looking bird's eye level of your little armies mm-hmm. and you had to build your little tanks and stuff like that and build the manufacturing plant to build the tanks. Okay. And then you would attack the little things and you would take over the land. But if you didn't tell your little armies to do something, they would just sit there. Mm. And then the other person that you're playing against, they had the same thing. So they had to figure out, am I going to go attack or am I going to go build a tank factory to build the tanks and then attack? So, and they had different levels of soldiers. Okay. So these soldiers, you can tell them to build a tank or they can ride in a tank, and then these guys are infantry people. But I'm like, this is like playing that Command & Conquer game, but the people that you're supposed to tell, 
they just go off on their own. <laughs> yeah. Instead of not doing anything, they just totally just like, I'm chopping down <sighs> trees. Gosh, that's my analogy to that is like having a one-year-old. Like, maybe there are times. Oh my gosh, there are times. Well, it's like the setting. I'm going to set you here, and I'm going to go turn around and come back, and you may not be there anymore. <laughs> right. right? Like that's the challenging part as a parent. Like at least up until six months. Like. Eh, maybe four. I'm going to set you here, and I'm probably going to come back, and you're going to be there. If I turn around and wash Limited my hands, mobility. you're here. Mm -hmm. Right. Unless I put you in a pen. <laughs> right. Like a dog. But, yeah, I think that that's a, that's a big change as a parent when you're like, I set you down, and you could be, like, over by the stairs in right. two seconds. But it's, it's true. Yeah, I like the moving chess pieces. Yeah, so it's interesting because I was thinking, I guess, to relate it to this. These are employees that are essentially saying no without saying no. And I don't, I don't believe that there's any malicious intent. Right. I believe that they're saying yes to other stuff. But because they said yes to other stuff, they weren't able to say yes to the one thing mm -hmm. that I needed them to say yes to. Well, that sounds like uh, we need to talk about priorities. Yeah. Priorities and to the my, one thing. It's for career. a different day. Listen to your boss. Do what he says. <laughs> I don't it's so interesting watching some movie that's got bad guys, with the, like the henchmen or something like that, like a James mm. Bond movie where yeah. all these bad guys are in the cave or whatever. Mm -hmm. And my first thought is, where did this bad guy hire these people? And what was the interview process like? <laughs> and when he, like, when he shoots his employee for not doing something, or his little henchman for not doing something, where does he find another one? Yeah. Is he going indeed and say, like, hey, I'm trying to take over the <laughs> world. Right? Need other people. I think it'd be really fun to have you as a business owner <laughs> commentate <laughs> As you're watching a James Bond movie, maybe this is a new way for you to make money on YouTube. Maybe. Yeah, just Mystery Science Theater with James yeah, Bond. Right? Or some bad guy. James Kahneman and James Bond. Yeah, it's just a bizarre, like, that's not how you can treat employees. Right. I don't, I don't even come close to shooting them. There are days I want to, but <laughs> never come close and they don't stick around. Oh, my gosh. Or how did... How did they get them to actually stay there and do the thing when their life was on the line? Yeah, they... maybe that's why they have the lair and some deserted island. Like, oh, yeah. you can't leave, you know. There's no other jobs here. <laughs> You're trapped. <laughs> so it's saying a bizarre... yes to this is saying no to having any other kind of life. Yeah, yeah, you're dead. So maybe that's, maybe that's the trick. I have to move my business onto a deserted island, get people to come there. Why don't you try that for your Let Me Know How It Goes? <laughs> First step, get a deserted island. Yeah, right. All right. Well, maybe to get a deserted island, you'll have to say no to some other things that distract you from it. You know, I'm just thinking in order to get the deserted island, I have to build my business up to be able to afford to buy a deserted island and to afford the plane I need to get to the deserted island. Look at this brand new vision we're so painting we for your life. So strategy figured out. <laughs> but it's right. interesting just figuring out when we're talking about yeah. ways to say no, uh -huh. some people just don't. They just mean no. Yeah. They just don't even tell you. So that's a really great fair point. In sales, this happens a lot, right? So if you're if you're on the sales end and you're talking to a prospect and they, they don't want to say no because they don't want to disappoint you, mm -hmm. like the, oh, check back in with me in January. Yeah. We've talked about this before, right? But like if they say maybe, it's just because they don't want to say no. Right. So having someone say no to you on the receiving end is actually really freeing too. So there's power in saying no, but there's also power in someone telling you no, so you know what your next step can be. Totally. Oh my gosh, it's huge. Yeah. Just, yeah, a lot of times, or most of the time, really, when you ask somebody something, if they tell you no, that's fine. Because mm -hmm. then you like move on with your life. Right. But when they don't tell you and they just don't do the thing, yeah. or an employee would have said, hey, James, 
that's a terrible idea because, and they actually had reason, all right, let's change the plan. But they just didn't do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they told me no without telling me no. Too late. Ooh. We'll teach them the power of positive no. Yeah. We'll have Sounds them watch good. this podcast. Well, this has been Diary of a Worthy Pursuit. How to get what you truly want in life and business.